0: That you be with us, that you help us to learn and grow, help us, Father, to make uh, application of these things in our own lives. Help us to be the, to become the people that we need to become, so that we can do the job that you've called us to do. Thank you for those, those opportunities, Father. Bless us this morning. Be with all of us that are, that uh, have family members that are struggling and, and hurting, and you know we have people that are recovering from surgeries and things. And I just pray, Father, that you bless all of them. And Father, be with those families in Allen, Texas be with that whole situation, all the people that were involved, and just to uh, comfort them in, in a way that only you can And if there's anything that we find that we can do, that you give us uh, those opportunities, and then we'll take care of that problem. Bless us. Encourage us. Lift us up this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We looked at, uh, we've been looking at the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at what what Paul tells to Timothy, this young preacher of Ephesus. He tells him a few things. He said, he, he tells him, you know, and I picked—I only picked out this this i picked out four at the end of this chapter, and one of them was train yourself to be godly. We looked at to go into training, train yourself to be godly. And I think it, whether it's that he's writing to Timothy or we're learning from what he's saying to him that I can apply to myself. I still have that responsibility too. I think whether I'm a leader or not, whether I'm you know, whatever I is to train myself to be a godly individual. There's a lot of people out there. So, to destroy you, alright? I told a story yesterday morning, I'm going to tell you this morning, I saw it on YouTube, and I could never find it again. I tried to go find it, I couldn't find it, and it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a video, it doesn't have any sound, but what it says on, on the video is it's to be part of a church body. Right? Okay? And it's a lioness, and she's out of, you know, and she's, and a, and a hyena comes. And a hyena comes and is, and is attacking the lion. Not going to go well for the hyena. Okay. Then another hyena, and another hyena, and another hyena, and another one. Pretty soon, I lost count. they there's they're, I mean, they're, they're attacking this poor lion, and this lion is in the middle of the, like ten hyenas, and they're, and you know, they got to bite, you know, that, and this lion, and, and then you see this mouth up out of this this circle of hyenas. I mean, they're they're like rats on a the, and and the teeth and the mouth. And then all of a sudden, out of the back, you see this yellow streak come. And it's, a, it's another lion. And catches that lion, that hyena, and flings that hyena, and then another streak, and another streak, and another streak. And pretty soon, you got five or six lions, and they're eating them, hyenas, apart, tearing them apart. And it, and then it's the end it goes back and starts over. And what it's telling you is, I ought to be part of church. You know, and I talked about yesterday morning in our, in our breakfast is that, you know, God's safe to come at us like a pack of wolves. And the only way we stand firm we stand firm together. Okay? And if you know me and I know you and we know each other and we know what's going on because there are people i are going to be over here today that they are struggling un- underneath a pack of hyenas trying to eat them. And they need some pe- they need some reinforcements to come at. Them. And so here if you can't train yourself to be a godly individual, if you can't, you can't train yourself to be to be that godly person, then you may you may miss you may miss you may miss that opportunity to help in that situation. So train yourself to be godly. Said, so put your hope in God. What was the second thing we looked at? You know, there are there are people today in Allen, Texas, and maybe all over the all over the United States that are friends and family maybe have lost hope because evil just came into their lives and tore their lives apart and Satan would like nothing better than for our hope to diminish and to go away because of, because of the things we're experiencing and the things he allows us to experience in our life so we have to put our hope in God and realize that God never let us down I don't care what what goes on in our life God will never let us down and I was I, it was good to hear I've watched this thing this covered for a long time and there was a, there was a, a FBI, somebody, and he said, or it was a lady, I think, and she said, you have to understand this they fight between good and evil. Evil is always going to be out there. And then another guy said, he said, the only way this goes away is if good, good people stay good and stand up. So only one, The only way good people stand up and stand, stand firm is they have to put their hope in God. It has to be the pillar, the foundation that, that, that drives them. And then he said, and then the, the next one was, was, be willing to set an example, set an example for the people around you. And we talked about that last week. This one, this week, is is uh, I want you to look at at verse 13, all right? Verse 13, verse 13 and 14. This is number four. This is the fourth thing that I think that he's telling this young preacher to do. Thing I think we need to learn, all right? until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and teaching and look at verse 14. Do not neglect your gift which was given through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. I want to ask you something. Okay? Do you believe that you have a gift? Do you believe you have a gift? you know what that gift is? you have any idea what that gift is? Do you? Do you have an idea what that gift is? Do you believe you have one? Do uh-huh. you believe you got a gift? Okay. All right. Anybody believe that they don't really think they have a gift? Anybody? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to raise your hand. So everybody believes they have a gift. Okay. Where did that gift come from? I want to take us to three scriptures. Okay. That we're going to read before I ask you. i got a couple questions I want to ask you. All right. Because I think this is paramount. How the church has to function okay we have gifts and if you're not willing to, if, if you're not willing to do what you call the Holy Spirit, he says do not neglect your gift and i see too many times people neglecting what god has given them the ability to do okay? you know if you if you just figured out that this is the gift i believe it. at this point in my life that god's given me and you don't take advantage of the opportunities that gift gives you that is sinful. I'm going to say it again. That is sinful. So you have a responsibility to go find what that gift is. Now, we're going to I'm going to ask you in a minute how do we do that. So you be thinking about that. But I want to look at a couple of scriptures. We're going to look first at Romans chapter 12. These are not long texts. Just a, just a, a short text. I want you to look at Romans chapter 12. Verse six, verse six. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy, of course, with your faith. If it is, if it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then have, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. All right. Now I'll take you another one. James chapter one. That was James chapter one. James chapter 1. Look at verse uh, 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heaven and life, so it's not changed like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all He created. So, every one of us has gifts by the grace that's been given to us, right? what He said in Romans. Here He says, every gift is from above from the Father of Lights, Gives to all of us. Now look at one more. Look at First Peter chapter 4. Next book. Next book, Pastor James. Look at chapter 4. First Peter chapter 4. And we're going to start in verse 10. We're going to read verse 10 and 11. All right, look at verse 10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms, if anyone speaks, they should do it as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, then they should do it with the strength God provides. So that in all things God may be praised. through Jesus Christ, to Him be glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So, what does this text say? One of them says we all got them. Another one says God gave them to us. And here he said, if you get, when you get one, use it. You, what does he say? Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Okay. Now. Now and ask, all right How can you find out what your gift is? If we know we got it, we know that God has given it to us. How do you know what it is? And how do you find out what it is? How do you find out? What do you do? Tell me. Just do it, okay? What do you think? Yeah. okay yeah. everyone's good at something. Okay. There's nobody that's not good at anything. And usually that. you want to hear what he said? Ask him what it is. Huh? Ask God, Ask God what it is. <laughs> Ask God what it is. Pray about it. Ask him what it is. You not there's not one thing here how to do this. You know, I'm, I want you to say, okay, if I've got a gift and I'm not doing anything, that's not the gift. Okay? Not doing anything is not the gift. Right? right. If God gives you a gift, he to you, if you're not doing anything, you can't serve. And he said, use whatever gift you've got to serve. Right? And we what he said. So not doing anything is not a gift. That's a choice. You've chosen not to do anything. So what do you? how do you figure out what your gift is, Tim? Uh, I'm not going to take your gift away if you don't be using it. Okay. Well, that's another subject that we're not there yet. <laughs> Let's, I want to know how to figure out what your gift is. Yes, ma'am. You know, sometimes it is and there, and you you going know, to give an example of that, when you try teaching young children, that this is not for me Nope. I, you know Linda said, you know, that I'm a prime example. I've said that, you know, I try to teach children. Nah, no, it's not gonna work. I try to teach a high school class. Not so much. No, I you know, I, I no, I don't want to teach high school kids. I want to hurt somebody. <laughs> you know. When they're not paying attention and they're and they and it was and it was he this way and he was right sitting. Trying to teach and he's going ah, and he's disrupting the rest of the guys and i'm going i went to i went to his daddy who was in charge of the, of the and i said get me out of here before i hurt somebody <laughs> i figured out real and i've made it two weeks two classes all i made it. i said i can't do this i don't want to do this so i figured out that was not my gift It yeah, is some people's gift but it's not mine you know and i do people that want to do that but i think it's a it, for me it'd be a real challenge to teach them Right. Yes, ma'am. Sometimes other people can see what your gift is. There you go. Sometimes other people can see what your gift is, but before you can see. You don't really realize what your gift is. So listen when people compliment you about what you're doing. And don't say, man, I, you, know, you know, if I compliment Scott and say, man, you did a great job Wednesday. That Wednesday you did a great job Sunday morning. You say, ah, I don't really think I'm that good. No, no, that's not what I want you to hear. I, don't, I want you to hear, I think you did a great job. I think you need to continue to nurture this and grow them. You know, I tell his guy, you know, hey, man, you do awesome up here, man. He has found his gift. He's found it what is where his talent can be used to serve. He's found it. Huh? Nancy. Y'all you know who does these? Nancy comes and does these on her spare time, whatever. She's got some of that. But but that, but you know, that's what teams do. That's what husbands and wives do. You know, Georgia's got that, but I help her. Okay, she helps me do my gift. If I couldn't, if I didn't have her to do it, for the you young family, you know, ladies, support your husband and what he finds his gift is. Don't criticize, don't denigrate. Try to up him, lift him up, and say, "Man, you're doing an awesome job." You know, I if I if I didn't have her, I couldn't have done Fortran fan at all because I had to leave her. You know. I had, to, I had to leave her when our kids were little, were young, and go because she couldn't drag kids out there, you know, So, so I had to leave, and she allowed me to do that, and allowed me to to, to fine tune what I do and how I do it, but God to get, God help me to, to to keep growing that gift because He said here don't neglect your gift. Well, that's a there's a that's a big deal here. You know, you know it mean literally it means to be careless about it. Don't be careless with your gift. That's what the word literally means. It's to don't be careless with your gift when you find it. But, you know, we're still talking about how do you find it. What do you do? Listen to what people say saying. pray about it. Ask God to help show you what it is. What else? Yeah? yeah. I think at home, you're trained to some extent, when you leave your home, you start realizing you already have some gifts. Mm-hmm. And as you get older, you use them and say, Got hey, I learned that at home. from my mom or my dad. Hey. Sometimes. You will mm-hmm. we'll end up position something. Somebody else do it. A gift for it. It's yeah. Y'all hear that? Said sometimes you get you get stuck in a position. You don't know that you want to do it. You don't really want to do it, but you find out you have a gift for it. And now you now that's your gift. You don't necessarily, hey guy, I'm not telling you that you're gonna like what God has in store for you. All right? I'm not gonna tell you that. I'm gonna tell you: if he gives you a gift, then use it to serve. You don't have to like it, but you serve. Yes, ma'am. Sarah, go ahead. Is one of the things that have to encourage opportunity is a lot of times you'll hear an opportunity that spikes your interest. There's a reason why you might mm-hmm. actually. That. Yeah. Won't I mean, you know, Robert's sitting over here, and being a baby Christian don't know sickened from come here when it comes to spiritual stuff. He's, <laughs> He's learning. He's, not He's learning. He is. But he brought the world with it. He he gotta watch that out and put the put God in there. And yet he gets up there after just what a couple of you know a few six months. So and okay. he's willing to go up front front of you guys and read and pray and read a scripture. You know how difficult that is? Ask Paul how difficult it is. That was impressive. You know? Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, does, is that his I don't know. He doesn't know yet. but is it is it if he had that, we didn't come to him. He said, I want to do this. All right. You're kidding, right? You know, when, when Connor wanted to go, wanted to do the thing, I said, Kevin texted me that Saturday night because I'm going to go up there with him. And he said, he wants to go forward. I said, hold up. What? He wants to go forward. I said, are you sure? He said, I asked him three times. I said, okay. Then we'll go forward. That's what he wanted to do. I'm not going to rain on him. If he wants to pay, let's go. If he falls down, you know what I'm depending on? It's you guys. If you guys are going to lift him up and make him feel good, because he's trying to find his gift. We don't know what it, Kevin the other day said. You know, the thing came in the mail. He's, gonna go to, he's going to go to Cape next year. He's going to junior high. And said he's got these electives that he can take. Okay? And one of them he put down a mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. You know? And, and his second was theater. And Kevin said, We'll change it. The theater. I said, Why? He said, and he and he pulled out his phone, and he went to a video and he showed it to me. And he, it was Connor, ad living off the cuff, taking a canned good and making a video on his mom's phone, his mom sent it to him. I'm going, I understand. the yeah. I don't know that's yeah, I have no idea. But you know what? If you find where a child is good at something. You know, the scripture says you train a child the way they should go, when they're old, they won't depart far from it. It doesn't necessarily mean that if you train them to be godly, they got not always be godly. But if you train them the way they're bent, train them find the way they're bent, what are they bent to do? And at the same time, training them to be godly, they'll always have that to fall back on. You know, we had children that left and went to the far country. They came back because we gave them that, that stability of spirituality that they couldn't get in the world. And they realized it came back. So, you know, when you when you look at go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. Go ahead. On the program today, Michael Downing is going to be reading the scripture. So, that is our. They don't even know who that is. But yeah. that's, Naomi. that's Naomi's son. son. It's going to do it. A little short guy, red hair, kind of reddish hair. You know, you know that's the guy that's going to be doing strippery in the one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, it. Uh, and he's gonna be doing it by himself. He's not he's not one of our young kids that need a that need a parent to go with them and do part of it. He's gonna do it himself. You know, you know, how can you find I think I think all of you are right in how you find what your gift is. You pray about it, you let people compliment, let you put yourself in those situations. And I and I think what you do is don't say no. Don't say no. When something comes up, okay, you may find out you're no good at it. No, if you if you never try it, you never try to do something. How are you going to know? Now you may not man, You know, Cole will tell you straight up that if you give him a toolbox, he'll have a clue what to do with it. He'll use it for a paperweight. He has no idea what those <laughs> things are. There, he don't know the difference between this screwdriver and that screwdriver. you don't know. That's Jeff's job, not his job. I, 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 he understands he, where his limitations are. We kid him all the time about it. You know, to go get us something out of the toolbox, he don't—he don't have a clue what you're talking about. He don't know what it is, but he's realized what his limitations are. That's not where he's good at. What he's good at. Sit down with him sometime, and you guys will find out on Wednesday night. You find out. I sit down with him all the time when we do podcasts and stuff, and I'm amazed at what that guy knows for how short a time he's been at. It's amazing how much he, how much he's got in his head. And you know, I told somebody the other day, one thing you know when he gets in the pulpit, he's gonna teach you the truth you may not like it you may not like what he says but I can tell you when he talks about polycarp and antipas you know he researched it you know he knows what he's talking about but he's looked at it he's figured it out I'm going to teach him the truth so he's found his gift found where he, where he fits you know, he's willing to try other stuff too now they're going to jail getting have got guys going to jail hey that's something you want to do if they come and say hey I want you to go with us i got something for you to do don't say no don't say no Say so yes. You may not, you may find it's not what you want to do. You know, I had Dennis Tom went with me one time to the county jail here. The county jail is different than prison. Right, it's just different. And he went one time. And he said, I don't want to do this. I said, okay, fine. No problem. Because I knew that it may not be for him. He wanted to go. I said, sure, come on. Let's go. And he said, I, he said, I can't. He said, I can't. And it was when we went on Sunday and they walked us in a room with 17 guys. And the door was locked. They had a little big window like this and a bulletproof glass. They couldn't hear you. You could scream. Copy. All, all 18, 19 of us could scream. They couldn't hear you. And he said, I can't do this. Okay, no problem. He found out. But there was other things he was good at. Yes, sir? In my nursing career, I tried prison. system going. And, oh, it was not for me. Like yeah. No, couldn't do it. Bariatric nursing, yeah. and a lot of nurses said, oh, no, I won't do that. Yeah. And that was my, my thing. All I'm saying, guys, is, is when you get an opportunity, don't say no. It may not be what you want to do. You may not say yes a second time, but don't say no. Say, yeah, I, I want to try. Yeah. If there's something that. You can do it better. I talked to my small group that we meet on Sunday night and I said, we're gonna have a really busy day today. And I really like to not have to meet tonight. What do y'all think? And one person say, I don't really like that. I think not me. And, I, and I, did, I went on and I said, I said, I tell you what, I said if y'all want to meet, that's fine. I'll get the questions from Cole and I'll give it to y'all and y'all teach it. But I'm staying home, you know. And, and you know, I didn't have anybody take me up on it. Nobody wanted to teach it. i didn't have Bobby come say, so, oh, yeah, I'll teach the class, no problem. Didn't have that, you know. But the the point is that is that sometimes you're going to get an opportunity, and sometimes you have to roll with it. Sometimes the, sometimes the, the people that are doing it. May not agree with what they're doing, but that may not be your gift. It may not be theirs even. They don't just don't know it yet. Okay? You know, we have to we have to be like that pack of lions that came after the hyenas. We have to support each other. Otherwise, you know what happens to this thing? We don't do we don't we can't do what we do outside if we don't do what we're supposed to be inside. Okay? Somebody have their hand up? Yes, ma'am. Enough. He does. Sometimes he gives you a bird. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, sometimes the gift, sometimes it's really taxing. Okay. It can get, it can get to a point where it really, it's a, it's a struggle. God doesn't say it's come, it's gonna be easy. He didn't say that. He just said I'm gonna give you a gift and you need to use it to serve. Find out what it is. You know, we've got, you know, we've got a. Book. We need help with Bible hour? We need help with teaching classes. We need help with this. We need help with that. You know you know how to tell them? You don't get people this way. You know how you get them? You go grab somebody and say, I got something to do, man. Come on. I got something to do. Today. Man, you going to be great at it, man. you will be, be awesome. Man, you'll be so good at this, you'll love it. And then put you in a Bible hour <laughs> room. That's how you get people to help. Go get them, and then you show them how to do this. You show them what to, what's going to be involved and how it works. Go find somebody to help you, and then, you know, you can help them maybe find their gift. You know, maybe you can, but maybe you can help them find their gift. You know, this is not, I told James, I said, James, I said, you're going to put this in there, for so get teachers, you ain't going to get the teachers this way. I said, you're going to have to go get them and go into class with them and teach with them, maybe for a month, and get them excited. And then maybe you may have to go through five people before you find one that's really excited about them. And then, then you've got your teacher. Then you've got your teacher's that's going to stick for a long time. So. Oh, me, Jim's really good at that. See, Going to going to this church environment, looking for okay, God, I need to find where I need to stick. What I need to do? I want to serve. I want to wash feet. I want to serve, but I don't know where. I don't know what to do. And then decide I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say no. If it comes up to me and asks me, I'm going to say okay, I'll do that. I will. Now, i got a question. Another question. What should you do with your gift when you find out what it is? What should you do with it? Hold it. You hear it? Hold it. Yeah. You know, he said, here he said, he said, you know, he said, Do not neglect your gift was given through the prophecy and the laying on of the the elder's hand. You know, that's what, you know, for some, somehow, Timothy was, it was prophesied what he was going to do. We don't have that. I don't know what that, and then when they figured it out, how do you think they figured out what Timothy was good at? How do you think Paul figured out that he could leave Timothy in Ephesus, a place that was a, that was a cesspool? They tried to kill Paul there, and he leaves this young preacher there. Was that, a, was that a blessing? I think it was. I think he knew exactly what he was doing when he left him there. I think he knew already because he'd seen what that kid was capable of. He saw what this guy was capable of and what he would do. and He would do really well in that environment. And then he writes him two letters. And one of them, when we get to the second letter, he's going to say, man, you need to take a little, a little wine for your stomach. He's having this problem. It's starting to eat on him. starting to get to him. All right? But he's still gonna stay the course. Paul's gonna write him and remind him, this is what you need to do. Train yourself, put your hope in God, be an example, and then don't neglect it. Don't let the world kick you in the teeth and make you stop. Don't neglect your gift, whatever it means. If you find it what it, what you're really good at, then you have you have no choice but to do what with it. To use it, serve. They have found what they're good at, found things where they fit, and I see them sometimes. They get burnt up, burn out, you know, and they just keep staying the course. They don't give up, they don't stop, they just keep going. You know, I had I had when I first became a deacon, I became the deacon over over home Bible studies and Bible correspondence courses, and uh, and I went to a guy that's teaching a home Bible study. He's an older gentleman, He'd been doing it for a while, and I said, "So what are you going to teach so we can put it down? What are you going to be teaching?" This? And what day and everything? He said, Oh, I said, I'm not going to do that. And I said, Excuse me? I'm not going to do that. Now, remember, I'm 35 years old. I've been a Christian like five years. You know, I need an example to be set for me. And he said, Oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. He said, I've done my time. I thought, Okay, I guess there's an end thing to this thing. I guess I'll get to one of these i get to retire, too, I guess. You know, I'll look forward to what, I want to know how old are you, so when does this happen when I can retire from this? You know, it was not a good look. It was not a good look to help me to say, you know, I can't wait to i that place where I'm that old, and I'm still struggling, still honing, and still working hard. It was sad. I think back on it now, it taught me something. It, you know, not at that point, because I had to go to the guy who teaching me. I said, hey what is up with you? And it, it, it wasn't encouraging. So, you know, hone your skill. Find out where you fit and use it, and then look for the next thing to do. How many of you are looking for the next job? Yes, no, not looking. Don't I think I've got enough. What if God's given you two at one time? What if he's going to give you another one? Huh? What, what, if, what, if, what, if, what if he's decided, oh, you've done such a good job with that one, We'll put you behind the pulpit. <laughs> yeah. You get picked on, aren't you? Don't you not lie, This is our maintenance guy. That, I mean, he's a master. Craft and he does great work. You know I mean? You look at that. Okay, see but we can. That cabinet up there on the wall. He built that. You know I mean? It, it's, you know. But he, he's, he's not. The cabinet kind of have an affinity doesn't have a joy, a longing to be behind a microphone. would that say you'd say? Don't don't really have don't have a desire to go there. He can do it. I heard him do it. I heard him the other day do it. I already do it. But not really what he wants to do. That's fine. Then don't. But home home. But maybe you'll be open to the next task that God's got for you. Or the next one or the next one. Always look forward. To what God maybe is going to have, under so remember, this is His family, and He's looking for people to serve His family. Yeah, Tim. And when you do it, do it out of love. Do it, do it with, out of love with everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For who you do it for? It gets to be I a love. it gets to be a job when you do it because you have to. When you do it because you have to, it becomes a job. That's not what this is supposed to be. This is supposed to be a joy. This is supposed to be a gift. This is supposed to be you know serving, fellowshipping. You know that that's what's supposed to be, not a job. If you're looking at this as a job, if you're cooking on Saturday, because that's what you do, because that's what you know your gift is, and you're you're cooking to get ready for a lunch or whatever, or to take food to somebody and shut it. That's what you find. If you look at this as a job, then then quit cooking, because you're never going to be happy doing it. That's when you get burned out. Yeah, that's when you get burned out. Yeah, you know you you have you have to decide at some point that that uh. This is I I can't you know I, I can't wait to go do what I have to do what God's calling me to I can't wait to go do that I can't wait to go teach I can't wait to be a Bible artist. I can't wait to to whatever I can't wait because I know that it's going to be a great opportunity for me to do to serve so I can't wait now you got to override the butterflies sometimes because they're they're like they're like B-17s man you know flying around in your gut. But I, but I was told one time, if those ever leave you, stop doing what you're doing. If you don't get nervous when you, when you, especially when you do it publicly, if you don't get nervous, then stop. Yes, sir. Also, whenever you do your gift, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you find out that you interact with a lot of people that you probably wouldn't yeah. normally talk to. Them. Absolutely. I mean, I get to go over there and harass him every time I get <laughs> communion. <laughs> <laughs> They, do you mean that, do they cringe when they see you coming? Some of them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some of them Some of them run. Some of them run. <laughs> but, yeah. but but it, it's it's it it gives you an opportunity to go closer to the rest of the people. Around. Yeah. yeah. It, what it, what what God's to serve means that we're going to bind together. We're going to draw closer together. We to serve each other. As we start killing off more of the hyenas, as, as we start beating on those hyenas that are around us, we start. and maybe the hyenas are not Satan. Maybe it's just your own preconceived ideas about your own life, and it's beating you down to the ground to the point where you can't function anymore. And people come to help you. People come to lift you up. We talked about this this morning. Sometimes you've got to figure out, how do I attack the hyenas? How do I do it? The lions, it was easy. They got a mouthful of teeth. You may not have a mouthful of teeth. Maybe you have to pack a different way. You know, and understand, this is, this, this, you know, I mean, it was a great it was a great video to prove a point. And I think that we miss sometimes in the church that we are on in this together. We're not an island. We're not on this by ourselves. We're in this together. And he gives us gift to help serve each other so that we become the people that he envisioned us to be. So that we can do the job that he's called us to do. Because if we don't, we aren't, and we're not going to get it done. Right, we're not. It won't. It won't happen, guys. You see so many churches out there. I see so many of them that are that are Mm -hmm. scrambling and struggling to survive. Many of them shut down during the pandemic because they couldn't survive financially. If your gift is to give, then give. Then give. Give till it hurts you to give. Serve till it hurts you to serve. And if God's ready for you to not do that anymore, He'll make you stop. He'll find a way to stop you. But if, you're, if your gift gift is to cook, then cook. If your gift is to wash clean toilets, then clean toilets. Amen. You know? Don't be afraid to do what God's called you to do. You know, and it may be called you to do it at five o'clock in the morning. It's okay. You know, and, and if I sound like I am passionate about this. Because I see so many people that have that have. Convince themselves that it's okay just to occupy a spot, and that could be further true. Not, God's not in the business of helping us find a spot to occupy. He's, finding, he's in the business of finding a spot to help us to serve each other, so that we can all flourish and, nur- and nurture, and we can reach out to a lost community and become the, the voice of those people in the community. They don't have a voice for themselves, and we can teach them the truth. Opportunities are everywhere, guys. You're not going to be able to find them if you're mad at the person sitting next to you down down the pew from you because they didn't do what you think they ought to have done. Folks, man, stop worrying about what they're doing or not doing. Start looking in the mirror and figuring out what you're doing or not doing. And whether you found your gift and whether you're doing everything that you should be doing with that gift. And I think the first thing you ought to to pray about, say, God, if I'm not using this gift the way you intended for it to be used, then please change me, fix me, and I don't care if it hurts. I don't care if it hurts me, because I want to serve and I want to be what you want me to be, whatever that means. I'm looking forward to one of these days, Robert's going to come to us and say, I want to preach. I don't think that's anytime soon, but when it does happen, you know what? He, I think that he is going to be going to be at that point where maybe he's figured out, and then what we'll do? We'll take him to Fortran. We'll take him over there and let him preach. No, I'm not scared. I don't stuff you guys can do if you, want, if you want to do it. But when I could, when I start coming, you start running. I don't want you running. Ask me, what can I do? I'll find you something to do. There's plenty to do around here. I'll send them to you. These two guys. These guys need help in Bible hour. Go teach Bible hour. Just go in with Melissa this morning so Paul will have to do it because he don't want to give it. Go over there. She'll take you in Bible hour today and show you how to teach Bible hour. Show you how to love those little kids. Only, the only, the way only Dulles can do that, from perspective, or you guys do it. The way you guys love them, take them in. There. Okay. Next week we're going to look at verses 15 and 16 because we're going to tie it all together. I think it's the invitation song. The invitation song of this sermon. I think is what it is. So we're going to look at that next week. Uh, I figured it was going to take a month to do things. I figured it was going to take that It's important, guys. Find it here. Find out what it is it, and then use it to God All, right. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you